Hey, uh, midday episode of Teb Socks, the premier useless podcast. One sec, I'm fishing sunglasses out of my central glove compartment, whatever it's called, center console. Anyway, um, my coworker and I were talking, I think yesterday, um, and I can't remember the exact discussion we were having, but uh, I was like, oh, hey, I got to get back to uh, whatever I was doing. And he's like, right, enough of the echo chamber talk. And I thought that was kind of funny. One, because uh, him and I agree on most things. We agree on a good majority of things. And there are a few things that we slightly disagree on, but not so much where we can't see the other person's point of view. Usually we can, on the few things we slightly disagree about, discuss see the other person's point of view, and we've always respectfully uh, disagreed with each other. Like, for instance... Um, I'm of the thought that artificial intelligence is going to just really consume life one of these days. Uh, He doesn't think so as much. And then he's also of the thought that, you know, at some point people will value handmade things over, you know, mass-produced things. And I argued, like, "Mm, that won't always be the case, right? So just different things, uh, small little things we disagree on. Oh, the cop pulled someone over? Of course he did. Because that's all Logan cops do. Anyway, but I thought I thought his comment of, okay, enough of the echo chamber talk, uh, let's get back to work, was kind of funny because people often don't realize when they're or if they are in an echo chamber. Okay, so what's an echo chamber? An echo chamber is I mean, if you come down specifically to the words, you're in an echo and you say something and it reverbs and bounces off the walls and whatever and it comes back to you uh, multiple times. It might even come back slightly. I mean, probably not louder. That's not how physics works. But it's just coming back to you and it's coming back to you multiple times uh, from every direction, right? If you put yourself in an echo chamber, what you say will come back to you many times over okay so that's a i guess physics scientific definition of an echo chamber but what people often put it into is more often than not a political spectrum of i have this set of ideals and ideas and values okay so i then watch this news source i then uh, associate with these people. I then go to these events. Uh, I surround myself with these similar ideas. And what happens is I'll say something and then, or anybody will say something. And then when they get that response back of the same, or people saying similar things, saying the same things, validating the thing I just said, I tend to go, or anybody tends to go back to those places they get validation. So let's just say I have a view of um, everybody should be required to blow their nose with a tissue but can only use their left hand when using a tissue. So you can only use your left hand. You can't use two hands. You can't use your right hand. Let's say I'm of the belief that people can only use their left hand 
when using a tissue, a facial tissue, right? Okay, well, I could, I could say that out in public or say that in an area and a good majority of the world would be like, Jason, that's dumb. Like, that's stupid. There's no way we're ever going to do that. Why, why on earth do you think it would be a good idea to force people to use their left hand when using a facial tissue? And then I could come up with whatever reasons I might have for that. But I'm going to get... That idea is generally going to get ostracized by... Um, literally everyone I associate with. So what if, what if one day I find, oh, there's a group of people that agree with me that people should be forced to use only their left hand when using a facial tissue. And suddenly I found a group that will echo what I say and will validate every time I say like, ah, oh, you know, here's this person, look at this person, they're using their right hand for, to use a facial tissue. That's, that's, that's awful. You know, shame on them. They should only use their left hand. And I post that in my place and everybody's like, I agree with you. Shame on that person. Let's boycott that person. They use their, they use their right hand to use a facial tissue, you know? And suddenly I feel good. Suddenly I have like social capital I'm gaining. I have that social points, those internet points I'm gaining and I feel validated. And so I go back to those places and suddenly it comes to a point where we get so entrenched in this idea that we will not accept any other idea other than people should use their left hand when using a facial tissue, right? We've echo chambered, we've bounced that same similar idea off of each other, we've just agreed with each other, we've bo you know bolstered each other up so much in this small group of people that we then become completely blind to the reality of the situation. Well, what if somebody doesn't even have a left hand? What if they only have a right hand? What if somebody has no hands? You know, I'm... I'm right-hand dominant. I use both my hands when I sneeze into a tissue, right? So, that that's the idea of an echo chamber, is I, with my left-handed facial tissue rhetoric, went just to places that agreed with me, and we then caused so much echoing noise of only left-handed facial tissues that we've completely drowned out any other uh, thoughts, any other ideas, any other argument as to why our idea... Um, might not be right, or why it's not right to enforce that onto other people. So, where am I going with all this talk, and why did I use such a goofy example? Well, one, like, yeah, we, my coworker and I often realize, like, hey, we just agree on this, and we're just furthering each other's agreement upon it, right? We're not really getting anywhere other than the fact that, okay, hey, I'm not alone, here's somebody that also has, you know, this evidence and this perspective for this thing. It's like, okay, cool, I found an ally, and it's always good to have an ally. But we realized, you know, this, this conversation can't really go any further because we're just repeating the same thing over and over and over. To, to advance ourselves, to further ourselves, we should find somebody that has a differing opinion, that could provide different opinions, different thoughts, different ideas, different perspectives, and cancel out this echo chamber thing. So... Uh, I thought of all this because I was scrolling through Twitter and I follow a lot of actors on Twitter. Um, I would say a good majority of the people I follow are in some sort of, you know, entertainment industry, right? 
And traditionally speaking, you know, I don't like to paint broad brush strokes, but we could say the entertainment industry is generally a, we'll say, left-leaning uh, industry. So a lot of people in it have generally left ideas on things, okay? They're not wrong. They just have, on many things, differing opinions than I do, right? And a very popular person these days is, uh, oh my gosh, AOC. That, those are her initials, the congresswoman. Cortez, last name, but she has like a hyphenated last name, I believe. Why can't, oh my gosh, I just forgot her name. Anyway, Cortez, right? <clears throat> you should be able to pick up who I'm talking about. Congresswoman Cortez. Um, she is, you know, making a lot of media attention rounds lately because here she is. She's new. Congresswoman, 29 years old. Uh, a lot of, like, social-type policy that she wants to push forward. And she's really trying to challenge the status quo of... Uh, like, essentially the Republicans that have been in there for a while that have had set up our nation in a certain way, right? She's challenging a lot of in-place practices. And good for her, right? That That's great that we can get somebody in there that has different views than what's going on right now, that wants to enact some sort of change that she believes for the better. Now, there are a few things I agree with Congresswoman Cortez on. There are many more things I disagree with her on. Mostly when it comes to economic things, right? But I follow a lot of entertainment people on Twitter that agree with a lot of her social policies. And oftentimes I, you know, will see something they retweeted, see something they tweeted... Um, a lot of people are anti-Trump, and I'm definitely not pro-Trump. Um, but a lot of times I'm like, okay, you know, this is a more politically charged tweet. Maybe I'll skim over it real quick. Um, maybe I'll just ignore it a little bit. Not saying, like, oh, I'm going to ignore everything that doesn't agree with me. But I also appreciate, like, hey, I'm willing to follow somebody that, one, has a different opinion than I do, two, voices that opinion, and three has an audience that they can voice that opinion to, right? And that's great. You know, let's get different ideas and opinions out in the world and follow people that may not agree wholeheartedly with you and discuss with people that don't agree with you. Um, one person I follow, uh, Liam O'Brien, he is part of the cast of Critical Role. Very social in his uh, policies, I would say. Um, but Liam O'Brien is definitely not a fan of Donald Trump, but he does follow Donald Trump on Twitter. And people ask Liam O'Brien all the time, like, why do you follow Donald Trump on Twitter? You know, why not just ignore him because he's crazy? And Liam O'Brien is like, no, because he's crazy is why we should keep our eye on him, is why we should follow him, is why we should hold everything he says under a microscope, right? He's like, we need to keep an eye out on this thing that, or this person that we 
don't agree with, that some would say is completely crazy, that many would say is not a good thing for the American people. Like, we as American people and uh, people outside of America should be watching that, should be following what he says, just so we can make sure that we can keep him in check, right? That sort of idea. Now, I'm not following Liam O'Brien to keep Liam O'Brien in check, and I'm not, you know, retweeting things that he says and saying, oh, look at, you know, look at this goofy guy over here, because I I respect Liam O'Brien's opinions. One, I followed him because of Critical Role. It's like, yeah, I want to see the uh, Dungeons & Dragons stuff he's getting into. He's, he's a voice acting director, so he directs a lot of cartoon shows and anime shows and does the directing for the voice actors so i'm interested in that field and yeah very often he'll have a political tweet and i'll read it and i'll be like okay here's liam's opinion how did he get there you know what is he saying here how does this translate and process into what i believe what's my view on it and trying to build a bigger picture by listening to people that don't agree with me right or at least following them and giving them the time of day and right it's it's twitter it's a very very unattached form of communication we're not face to face it's hard to get a great dialogue going on twitter but at the end of the day i i can say okay here's what trump tweeted i don't agree with it here's what liam o'brien retweeted and said to it okay on one hand i do agree with liam with what liam said and i'm just using liam as an example right now what Liam O'Brien said, I do agree with that part. I don't quite agree with this part, maybe. Um, okay, there was a retweet from Congresswoman Cortez. Uh, I think she's doing a wonderful thing where she's empowering women to step up and to, you know, take a seat at the table, to fight for what is right. You know, I'm all for that. Economically, do I think uh, what she wants to institute will work? No, I don't quite think it works. I don't quite think it's the right way to go about the economics of everything. But that's okay because when we take my voice and Liam O'Brien's voice and you know Donald Trump's voice and Congresswoman Cortez's voice and we bring the voices of everybody together, we can try and form a common consensus. And I think at the end of the day, no matter whether you're left, center, right, wherever you stand on any sort of political spectrum... All we want is the betterment of people, and we just have different ideas of how to get to the betterment of people, and that's okay. So, I would suggest, you know, follow somebody on Twitter that you might not agree with economically. Don't completely denounce any everything somebody says. Like, read up on it, look at it, process it, analyze it, form your own opinions. Like, educate yourself. Not saying that you're not educated already, not saying that most people aren't educated, but more education never hurt a person. Listening to people never hurt a person. I was listening to the Joe Rogan podcast, and she had, or not she, uh, Joe Rogan had uh, Barry Weiss, Weiss, I believe is how you say the last name, and she, Barry Weiss, said, uh, "Identity, good identity politics, and I'm paraphrasing this, good identity politics says walk with me. Bad identity politics says you could never understand. And that was obviously paraphrased. It was the idea of, you know, if we can invite somebody to walk with us, show them, like, this is how I came to my conclusion. This is the perspective I'm coming from. And show me the perspective you're coming from. Rather than saying, you could never understand because you don't know blank. Or you could never understand because you are from blank. Or you could never understand because you blank. You could never understand because I blank. You know, that's bad 
that's poor communication. That's bad identity politics, as she put it. And I wholeheartedly agree with that. Anyway, midday thoughts. I'm going to head back into my last four hours of work. Wednesday, middle of the week. We're coasting on into the weekend. Have a great one. Peace out. Love you.